And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million. I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We've covered the AFC. Now we're getting into our NFC 2019 preview. We will go division by division. I'll give you my division winners, the records. Now I go into a lot of things with these. I look at rosters, but I also look at schedules because schedules in the NFL, they're important. They really have an impact. That's why you see a lot of teams go from worst to first because of the scheduling. So for this one, we look at the schedules, the quarterbacks. We look at everything. So let's start off with the NFC East. And winning the NFC East at 11-5, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Now this, of course, is if Carson Wentz can play all 16 games and be healthy. But this team, they have a loaded roster. I mean, you talk about rosters from top to bomb they might have the best one in the nfc great defensive line great offensive line great line play a little bit suspect in the secondary but still solid weapons on the offense all solid might not have some of the explosive players you're looking for but you don't necessarily need that in the nfl and i think carson wentz could have a big year for him if he can stay healthy to me this is the eagles division to win at 11 and 5 at 9-7, and seven, I have the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card hunt. Even without Ezekiel Elliott, this is a great team. I still think Tony Pollard could be a serviceable running back. Dak's still an above-average quarterback, and they have some nice weapons, including Amari Cooper on the offensive line. That offensive line looks healthy this year going into the season, unlike last year. And more importantly, this might be the best defense we've seen in Dallas in a long time. Great pass rush, great cover linebackers. This is a team... They don't have to score 30 points to win games. They can play great defense, even without Zeke. Of course, this is a better team with Zeke. If they have Zeke, they're more likely to compete with the Eagles. But still, even without Zeke, I still have this as a playoff wildcard team. Still a very good team. Love their defense and a favorable schedule, especially early if they don't get Zeke right into camp. I mean, this team, I think, can get off to a nice 3-0 start and just go from there. And they get a lot of their tough matchups at home this year. So this could be a very favorable year. For the Dallas Cowboys. In third place at 6-10, and 10, I have the New York Giants. I think they will be making the switch to Daniel Jones sooner than later. And the benefit to that is their early schedule, the first half, isn't as bad. They face a lot more of the rebuilding teams. But their second half, brutal. Have to play the Eagles twice. They play a lot of playoff teams in the second half. So if I'm the Giants, I try to get Daniel Jones in earlier than later. But even if they start with the Alliance, this team, I would not be shocked if they start off 3-5 and five through the first eight games. But that back half of the season is brutal. And even though I like the direction they're going, and I do think they'll make the choice to move to Dan Jones, it will still be a rookie quarterback. It will still be in this tough division. And outside of Dallas and the Eagles, who might have two of the best rosters in the NFL, the Giants and everyone pretty much in the NFC seems to be a step below. So I have them at 6-10. and 10. And at 4-12, and 12, I have the Washington Redskins. They're going to start with Colt McCoy, but I will be shocked by week three. Dwayne Haskins is a star. I think he's going to get rushed into it. To me, this is a guy he needs to sit on the bench and learn. I think that they have a decent team, but the big problem is their best left tackle is in a holdout. I mean, they might not have Trent Williams this year. Their best running back was 34 last year. Even though Geis is back, I think it have a nice breakout year for them. This team, they still have a lot of holes, and with a rookie quarterback and a hard schedule, I think 4-12 and in the NFC East bottom is where they're going to finish up this year. Haskins could be their guy, but it will be some struggles early on. Let's go to the NFC South. At first place, 11-5, I have Atlanta. Now, I know this might be a shock, but here's the thing. Atlanta, they're still a really good team. Last year, they lost their best running back with injury. That defense was decimated by injury. 
They're all healthy this year. Are we forgetting they made the Super Bowl just a couple years ago? This is a great roster and a very good team. I think Matt Ryan is going to have a very productive season as always. He's pretty much an automatic at this point in the NFL. Great offense, lots of great weapons, can score. And I'll get into why, especially in this division, I think they'll be the clear favorite. But this could be a dark horse team to really keep an eye on in the NFC, especially because we all talk about the big teams, the NFC East teams, the NFC West. But we forget about Atlanta. They have a pretty good defense, a good pass rush, and a quarterback that can hang with most people and was an MVP candidate shortly ago. So this is a very good offense, well-balanced. I will not be surprised. And they have a pretty nice schedule, too, if they go 11-5. and And we look up at the end of the season and go, man, Atlanta was better than we thought. So I have Atlanta 11-5. New Orleans will be in the playoff hunt, but I think this is a big pullback season for them at 9-7. and seven. Here's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, they're still talking about last year. This is a team they have spent so much energy this offseason about the injustice of last year's NFC Championship game. I think it's going to weigh on them. And think about this. The last two postseasons have ended on the Minnesota Miracle and, of course, on that famous no-call. I think they're going to pull back. And let's not forget the last couple of months last year, Drew Brees and that offense, their numbers plummeted. Why? Drew Brees is getting older. He's getting older and he can't put up the same numbers. I still think they're still going to be great with Alvin Kamara. They're still going to be a very good offense and a highly potent offense. And I actually like their defense better than a lot of people. I think this is one of the more underrated units in the league. But the problem is they have a difficult schedule. They have that football hangover. And especially in the second half, I looked at their schedule I don't love the matchups, and especially with Breeze over the last couple of years. If you looked, every year later in the season, his numbers continued to dip, and last year we saw over the last five games, this was not the same offense. I think you're going to see that again, and I love Drew Breeze, but it's clear he is getting older. He's like Tom Brady. Their performance declines in the second half of the season. I think they will get off to a fast start as always, but in that second half, they will really begin to struggle. In third place at 7-9, I have Carolina. And I like Carolina a lot. I like their defense. I love Christian McCaffrey. But once again, Cam Noonan is banged up going into a season. I don't think he can make it through another full season again. I think he's going to miss some time. And look, he's taken a lot of body shots, especially around his career. And I look at these offenses, especially Atlanta and New Orleans, you're going to have to hang with them. And I just don't think Carolina has the offense to do that. I think they're a good team. But the problem is, I don't think they're as good as the other two teams in their division. And I don't think Cam Newton could stay healthy the whole season. He couldn't get through the preseason without getting injured. And I will not be surprised if at the end of the season, Carolina may explore drafting his eventual replacement. Because don't forget, they're paying him a ton of money for a guy that's having trouble staying on the field. And especially staying in the pocket. So I have the Panthers at 7-9. and And then I last place... At 5-11, and 11, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and a lot of this has to do with their schedule. You know the NFL is in the wrong when one of the head schedule makers came out and said, yeah, we kind of hosed the Buccaneers on their schedule this year. They're up there with the Raiders for the most travel this year, but they don't play a home game for five weeks. I'm going to repeat that. They don't play a home game for five weeks. And here's the other kicker. It's in the middle part of the season, that September, October, where it's still brutally hot in Tampa Bay. That's a big advantage for Tampa Bay at home, and they don't get it. 
look, this is a staff that I really like. Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles, I think, will be a great staff. I think they're going to do a lot of great things. And this team, they have some good young pieces to build around. But this is an all-in year for Jameis Winston. We're going to find out if he's a franchise quarterback or if Tampa's looking for a new quarterback next year. But the problem is their schedule is absolutely brutal to the point where the NFL has come out and said, yeah, we probably should have done a redo on that. When the NFL is telling you they hosed a team on a schedule, that's not good, especially when it's a team that's trying to figure out their franchise quarterback and has a brand new coaching staff in there. I think next year will be a year to keep an eye on Tampa Bay moving up in the standings. But unfortunately, this is not the season, and a lot of it is due just to their brutal schedule. The NFC North was by far, by far the toughest division I had to pick. Seven of the eight, I was pretty convicted with my first place. Now I get to the NFC North, and it really was a two-horse race for me. It was Chicago and the Packers, but I'm giving the slight edge to the Packers at 10-6, and and here is why. The reasons I like Green Bay, they've done a great job the last two seasons improving their defense, improving their offensive line, and they have some good running backs and a good pass catchers as always. This could be a fun offense to watch. But here are the two reasons I didn't like Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has missed significant time the last couple of years, and I don't know if he can get through 16 games. And if the, he's not on the field, they don't have a good backup plan. And here's the other thing. He's not getting along with his new head coach. If he can't get along with LaFleur, could this be a big blow up in the middle of the season? It could be a ticking time bomb. That's another thing they don't like. But if Aaron Rodgers can play 16 games, I think the Packers definitely have the favorable schedule over the Bears, and that's why I have them sneaking in front of the Bears at 10-6. At 9-7, I have the Bears in the playoff hunt. Look, I'm not a big Mitch Trubisky fan. I think that Matt Nagy is an incredible offensive coach. But we're going to find out if Mitch Trubisky can elevate his game because the Bears' schedule is brutal, especially the last half. They have a hard schedule. It's going to be hard to get to 9-7, even with that great defense. I still love their running game. I still love their defense. If I had to take the quarterbacks out, I would give the Bears a roster edge over the Packers. But quarterback is so important in this league. And Trubisky, they can win games with Trubisky. They can be a playoff team with Trubisky. But to get to that next level, he has to take a step up. And I'm not sure he's ready to do that yet. And with a brutal schedule, they're still being the hunt, but they will finish at 9-7. Minnesota will finish at 8-8. And And originally when I did this, before I looked at the schedules, I was saying to myself, Great defense, another year under his belt in that system for Kirk Cousins. This could be a big year. But then I looked at the schedule. It's not necessarily hard, but this team, four primetime games this year. And Kirk Cousins, well, we know Kirk Cousins in primetime. If they've played only 1 o'clock games this year with one primetime game, I might have said, you know what, maybe they can win this division. But I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I think that this is a team that's going to be potentially in the hunt. But the thing is, Kirk Cousins is going to have to break out. And he's not only going to have to break out, but break that cycle of losing big primetime games. They're going to need him to step up. If he steps up, they can have this division. But until then, I think that they're going to be in third place. I think their schedule, especially with the primetime games, is going to be tough. And you're limited with Kirk Cousins. But this is a close division. There's not a lot separating the top three teams. Actually, the top four teams. I don't think there's a better fourth place team 
the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback, but it just feels like Detroit, they're going to be looking for a new head coach at the end of the season. By the end of the season, they might be looking for a new head coach, maybe a new replacement for Matthew Stafford down the road. But this team, they're talented, but they don't have the defenses like the other three teams in this division. They have a lot of nice weaponry, but arguably maybe not as good as some of the other teams in this division. Look, they're a good team. You put them in any other division, this could be a second-place team easily. But in this division, with these quarterbacks, these offensive coaches, these offensive minds, and these defenses, unfortunately, Detroit, once again, is going to find themselves in the cell. And they're the best fourth-place team in the NFL, let's be honest. But unfortunately, when you're in this tough division that's going to be a dogfight to the end, they're going to find themselves in fourth place. And finally, the NFC West. At 10-6, and six, I have the Rams winning this division once again. Look, I've been peeling back to 10 wins. Look, the NFC is tough. There's not a lot of cupcakes in the NFC, and they have a first-place schedule. I think they're going to limit Gurley this year. I talked about it on my fantasy podcast about how I think they're going to put him on a little bit of a pitch counter, try to reserve, conserve him for the year. But I do think Goff takes a big step forward. Cooper Cup is healthy. This is an offensive line that's getting a little bit long in the tooth, but still a great defense, great offense, and, of course, a great offensive coach. And you hear it from them. They don't have a Super Bowl hangover in camp. I think they're going to be motivated. And this is a tough division, but I still have the Rams once again winning the NFC West. In second place, this was the one change I've made since the beginning of the preseason. I have Seattle finishing at 9-7. and seven. To me, their biggest problem was they didn't have a pass rush. They just added it with Jadavian Clowney. They didn't give up much to get him. This is a very good underrated defense, good special teams, great home field. I think that they're going to win two or three extra games that usually they won't just because of the home field advantage. But this is a team, Russell Wilson, a top five quarterback in the league. This is going to be a team that's going to be in the hunt. I don't think they're going to be able to overtake the Rams, but I think they will be right in the thick of it for the wild card. That also goes for San Francisco at 8-8. Eight and eight. Now, I still think that they will have a big turnaround year. I think they'll double the wins. They'll get to eight wins this year. But the big question is, can Jimmy Garoppolo do it for 16 games, and can he be consistent? I mean, we've seen good and bad from him. I still think they have a great offensive coach. But the big X factor is going to be Garoppolo. They're going to be a better team this year. I still think they need to improve their back end. I think they could use another home run hitter out of the backfield, and the receiving core is a little bit untested. But this is a team, they're going to be right in the thick of it. They're going to give Seattle and L.A. problems, and I have them right in the wild card race at 8-8. But the big question is, once again, can Jimmy Garoppolo stay healthy? And then, in last place, at 3-13, and the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, is this really a surprise? Look, it's not that I don't like Kyler Murray. It's just I don't like the situation he's been put into. Cliff Kingsbury was fired from his alma mater and was 10 games under 500 in the Big Ten. I don't think he's going to work as a head coach. I, I've been on the record saying I hated their draft, how they drafted a bunch of receivers and didn't improve the offensive line. Look, this offensive line's got some decent veterans, but they're all guys with medical issues, and you have questions if they can still play at a high level. We've seen in the preseason, they've been getting overrun. I do think Murray's going to use his ability to avoid the pressure to really help. I think that's going to alleviate some of the offensive line woes. 
But think about this. Their best defensive player is Patrick Pearson. He's out for the first six games for a suspension. And it's been reported they're looking to phase him out. I would not be shocked if he's traded before the trade deadline. They also have Terrell Suggs. I would not be shocked if he's traded before the trade deadline. Look, this is a team, they're in full rebuild mode. And part of the thing is they've given up a lot of draft capital to get Josh Rosen. The previous year, they don't have a lot of draft picks coming into the season. I think next year will be a big year for them. And this organization, it just feels like a mess. I mean, let's be honest. They've used two back-to-back first-round picks on quarterbacks. They're not sure who they want to be their franchise quarterback. And when you're in this division with three really good coaches or at least really good offensive coaches and in a division where you have Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jared Goff, two of which I have Goff and Russell Wilson as top 10 quarterback talents. And in a division where you have three of the best pass rushes, arguably in the NFL and a horrible offensive line, it's going to be a long season. And I'm not going to be surprised if Arizona's got the number one pick again. I have them being in the top two. I think they'll bow the Bengals uh, between the two for the number one pick. At least with Andy Dawn, I feel like the Bengals have a little bit more stability at quarterback. Look, Murray could have an incredible year, but it's going to be overshadowed by a porous defense. I mean, arguably, like I said, their best player, Patrick Pearson, is not going to be on the field. A head coach that failed in college. I mean, Arizona is going to be a fascinating watch this year. They're going to be either a fun offense to watch or a train wreck, but it will still be at least fun football to watch. But unfortunately, they will not have a good team. So that's my picks. So my NFC division winners are the Eagles, the Falcons, the Packers, and the Rams. I think this wild card will be extremely competitive with the Cowboys, with the Saints, potentially the Panthers, the Bears, potentially the Vikings, the Seahawks. I mean, there really aren't a lot of, like I said before, there really aren't a lot of easy games outside of Arizona, who's completely rebuilding. Uh, Tampa Bay, who's more to me, I, I would have put them as a six-win team, even though they're in a rebuild, but their schedule is just so brutal. In the NFC East, you have two teams looking to get rookie quarterbacks in there. I mean, outside of that, if you really think about it, there are 12 teams in the NFC out 16 that you could make a case could be in the postseason. So it's going to be a highly competitive I will not be shocked if some of my predictions are wrong, and I think I prefaced by saying this. I could see a couple of these teams sneaking into the postseason and having breakout years. I highlighted those reasons on this podcast, but I'd like to hear what you think. Of course, comment, subscribe, and like. You can reach out to us, richsportstalk at gmail.com, and of course, on social media using the handle richsportstalk. And remember, Rich Sports Talk is available wherever podcasts are available. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here today. Can't wait for the 2019 NFL season to kick off. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports